few years ago, you probably would have found me at the bar all night long ripping shots with my friends. And then I would go home and probably cry until 3 a.m. Today, I practice yoga and I meditate every morning. And this change has really saved my life. Every word I share on this show comes from those days and those nights where I couldn't see five minutes in front of me. Everything was about how much I could do, how much I could accumulate, how good I could look. The Bright Side of the Moon is a show made to help you accept the dark with the light, the intense with the relatively easy, all while still feeling connected to your soul and living from this place. You no longer need to fear the dark because without it, you'll never be able to fully experience the light that lies within. I'm living proof of this. This show is a place for me to share about the things I've learned and the coping skills that have saved my life. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll definitely swear. <laughs> but most of all, we'll connect with the light within. I'm Paige Pitchlar, and this is The Bright Side of the Moon. Hi there. Welcome back to Bright Side of the Moon. I'm so happy to be back with all of you. And I wanted to cover off on a few things just because obviously there's not very much rhyme or reason in the world right now. And I know that we're all feeling it on different levels. And just what I've been seeing on social media, what's been happening in my life and what I've been speaking to my friends and family about, there's just so many different things going on right now. So many different opinions, so many different ideas, so many different conflicts that we're finding ourselves in. And it's interesting because at the beginning of 2020, I led a cacao ceremony this January and I had a blast. It was so cool, so uplifting. There are so many people in there. And I remember saying, you know, 2020 is going to be a big year. It's a four year. It's the year of the heart chakra, you know, the lungs opening and finding that space within us that feels that feels good, that feels right. And at the very end, I said, no matter what happens this year, keep your heart open. No matter what happens this year, keep your heart open. And it's interesting because I've come so far with my heart, my heart chakra, and how I used to approach conflict and different opinions in my life. And moving from a spiritual way of looking at it rather than a non-spiritual way of looking at it. And when you look at the world today, even, you know, some spiritual teachers are coming and looking at what's going on from a non-spiritual angle. And none of this is to downplay what's happening. None of this is to downplay anyone's emotions. I am just trying to offer a different perspective. And um, something that's really important right now, and actually not only right now, but all always, is that we are all learning different lessons this lifetime. We all are in different lanes. And just because someone feels differently, looks differently, posts differently, has a different thought process, doesn't mean that they are any less than you, doesn't mean that they're any less of a person. It is, we all have our own lanes in life. And the way that I choose to deal with something, the way that I choose to express my wish for peace might be different from yours. And that's okay. That's okay. And so when you see people posting different things, that is entirely their prerogative. That is their journey. And we all have different experiences. We all have different life views. And that's okay. I can't say that enough. And something that's been striking me lately is what good idea ever came from an echo chamber? 
You know, like if we're trying to build a better world, why, why do we just, why do we stamp out any different opinions about how we can build that? And right now it's like, there's only one opinion that's allowed. And even that one you're going to get torn down for. So just keep your heart open, have compassion for the people that think, look, or do things differently than you have compassion for that. And if you're having a hard time doing that, start to see where you're having a hard time having compassion for yourself. Because I've said this before, and I'll say it probably a million more times in my lifetime, but we can't give what we don't have inside. And so when you're having a rough time forgiving, you're having a hard time sending love, are you having a hard time doing that for yourself? Are you so wrapped up in what's going on? Are you so wrapped up in the eternal or the external that you can't show love to yourself? You can't come back to who you are. So thinking about these questions, pondering them, and this podcast, every podcast, everything that I do is just a different perspective or a different way of thinking of things and the way that I see the world. And it might not always line up with yours. And and I am 100% open to that. And I am open to listening to your opinions as well. But one of the biggest things that I've been hearing loud and clear and that I've felt throughout my life as I've kind of had my spiritual awakening is that you can't fight fire with fire. Anything that fight that you fight weakens you. So anytime that, you know, on a individual level, think about any time that you uh, are trying to move through something, you know, something makes you anxious and you come after that, whatever that anxiety is, you come out swinging. You're like, nope, there is going to be no anxiety here. I'm not doing it. You know, I'm going to fight this. Think about that language. Think about that energy. Think about a time in your life where that's where you came from, that place of I'm going to fight it. I'm going to beat it. That's an egoic place. And that's okay. We're conditioned to be like that sometimes. But anything that you fight weakens you. Even if it is hatred, no matter what, when you send more of it to whatever issue that you're looking at, we're not going to find the solution. And so Wayne Dyer, I'm just going to read you a quote from his book, Real Magic. And it's really indicative of what this is, what this means, and he lays it out really well. So just keep your heart open, keep your mind open, and just listen to these words. The non-spiritual being hates evil and is determined to eradicate that which he believes to be evil. The spiritual being knows that everything that he hates and fights weakens him. And all that he is for, all that he supports, empowers him. The non-spiritual being is involved in a lot of fighting. He is aligned with the tools of power in a war against that which he believes to be evil. This person knows what he hates and experiences a great deal of inner turmoil over perceived wrongs. Much of his energy, both mental and physical, is devoted to what he perceives to be bad or evil. Spiritual beings do not live their lives to be against anything. They are not against starvation. They are for feeding people and seeing that everyone in the world is nutritionally satisfied. They work on what they are for rather than fighting what they are against. Fighting starvation only weakens the fighter and makes him angry and frustrated, while working for a well-fed populace is empowering. Spiritual beings are not against war. They are for peace and spend their energy working on peace. 
They do not join a war on drugs or a war on poverty because wars need warriors and fighters. And this will not make the problems go away. Spiritual beings are for a well-educated youth who can be euphoric, giddy, and high without the need for external substances. They work toward this end, helping young people know the power of their own minds and bodies. They fight nothing. When you fight evil by employing the methods of hatred and violence, you are part of the hatred and violence of evil itself, despite the rightness of your position in your own mind. If all the people in the world who are against terrorism and war were to shift their perspective to supporting and working for peace, terrorism and war would be eliminated. For every dollar we spend on peace, we spend 2000 on war. On the entire planet, we spend approximately $25 million every minute on the business of war and upgrading our capacity for killing each other, while in the same minute, approximately 40 children die of starvation. Somehow, our priorities are turned inside out. Spiritual beings do not get tied up with hatred. They are focused thoughtfully on what they are for and translate that into action. Spiritual beings keep their thoughts on love and harmony, and in the face of all things they would love to see changed. All that you fight weakens you. All that you are for empowers you. In order to manifest miracles, you must be totally focused on what you are for. Real magic occurs in your life when you have eliminated the hatred that is in your life, even if the hatred that you have is against hatred. Just take a second, sit on that. (laughs) There are so many powerful pieces from Dr. Dyer's writing, and it's not only from that, but that one I felt spoke to what we're experiencing right now. So many people are angry and so many people are hurting, and rightfully so. But like he said, anything that we fight weakens us. So instead of trying to rectify all these wrongs, trying to get revenge or whatever, we have to start looking at how we can build a better world, how we can build a better world for everybody, for everyone. And again, not just the people who look or think like you. These people might have different political opinions. They might have a different race. They might have a different familial structure. It doesn't fucking matter. How can we stop moving from hatred, even if it is to eradicate hatred in your mind, no matter how right, how righteous your position is. How can we be more humble? How can we be more open and understanding? How can we move from that place rather than from this place of trying to rectify and right all these wrongs and settle this score? How can we move from that place? And I wrote an article recently, and it is about This book, it's called The Hidden Messages of Water, and this Japanese scientist many years ago studied water, the molecular structures of water. And if you took a first grade science class, you probably know that our bodies are 70% water by the time that we're adults. And so the way that water is comprised and the way that it forms is the way that our bodies form and our mental states form. So what he did was... He took pictures of, of water when it was about to freeze. And he noticed that these, when it was about to freeze, they formed a particular pattern. It was like a little crystal inside the water. 
and it formed a specific structure. And it's interesting because he noticed that when the water molecules or the water was being played like classical, beautiful music, they created these gorgeous crystal uh, molecular structures and there's pictures of them. But when it was played like heavy metal music, there was no rhyme or reason. It was kind of like ugly, if you will, like deformed. And so the same thing goes when he tried it, when he put uh, sayings that said like love and gratitude next to the water. I know it's kind of interesting to think about, but he kind of immersed this water in words like love, gratitude, peace. And they created these gorgeous crystal structures that are just so symmetrical and, and beautiful. And then he put words like you disgust me or you fool next to a different um, control set of water. And the water did the same thing. It was completely out of balance. It was, there was no rhyme or reason and it kind of separated away from itself. And so when we're thinking about this, we're thinking about building this new world. 2020 is kind of a leveling of the old world, the old paradigm. We're thinking about what we want to build on. We're thinking about what we want to bring forward and what this new world want, we want it to look like. Now think about the very basics of our experience, earth, air, fire, water. Think about those. Think about water in particular. When we're building this new society, we're building this new life for all, for equality for all, what do we want that to look like? Do we want that to be on a beautiful, love-filled structure full of understanding and peaceful discussion, which I know seems more difficult sometimes, but it can be it can be had, and we are having them. The more we put our energy into those, the better we'll be off. So we're thinking about this from a molecular structure, like I said. So when we're coming from the place of love, we're creating more of these beautiful symmetric crystal structures. Whereas when we're coming from hatred, we're coming from violence, even if we're trying to fight those things. And the righteousness of that whole endeavor in our minds, even if we're doing that, it doesn't matter. We're creating more of the same in the world. We're creating more of the same that we're trying to eradicate. So thinking about these very basic structures, these very basic things that are within our bodies that affect the entire world, as is above, as is below. So what you're doing on an individual level, what you're putting your energy towards affects all of us all of us. And if you're feeling angry and frustrated, that's completely okay. You're human. But you know, again, do your fists of anger. Like find that Kundalini meditation on on YouTube or on the internet and move through it that way. Talk it out, write it out, but then send your love, send your compassion to everyone. Again, I know I've said this before, but send it to people you disagree with and come from that place. Come from a place of understanding rather than condemning anyone who has a slightly different opinion than yours or even a a big difference in opinion. Having that compassion, having that grace is how we actually create change. And not only will it be real change, but it will be change that is represented by all different walks of life because we're willing to listen. We're willing to bounce ideas off each other. We're, We're willing to converse. We're willing to come together. And that is the idea for a better world. 
And just because someone has a different idea of how to get there doesn't mean that they're wrong. They might just be kind of representing that walk of life. And same with the per- the people who agree with you on some things. You probably have different opinions on different aspects of life. And that's good. That's good. And it's interesting because I keep talking about how when we put more into the world uh, of what we don't want to see, we're only going to manifest more of it. And through the past few days, I've read, I've been reading a few different books and I keep stumbling across homeopathy. So that just means like heals like. So when we're thinking about, you know, the world that we're creating, once again, what do we want to put more out there? What, what more do we want to manifest? Do we want to manifest love and openness? Or do we want to manifest more hatred, more condemning of things that we hate? We have to be for what we feel is right rather than against what we feel is wrong. And obviously those two things are from different sides of the same coin, but leading from what we are for, lead from what you are for rather than what you are against and talk to people from that place. And if you're struggling to have conversations, see the other person's opinion, even if people in your immediate life, my boyfriend and I were talking about something and he said that he's reading a book and the author contends that nobody knows how to have a conversation. We're never taught how to have a real conversation because a conversation is listening to the other person without thinking of what you want to say back, what you want to your rebuttal to be. <laughs> like, think about that. Think about any kind of discussion that you've ever been in where you fully listen to the other person's point without immediately coming up with a counter, a counter argument. Think about that. And so the author's solution to this was to, when you're having a conversation with someone that you disagree with, when they say a point, you repeat it back to them and say what you think that they they mean. So if someone says, you know, I think that X, Y, and Z should happen, you have to repeat it back. So you think that this, this, and this should happen in order to have this result. And you'll be amazed at how frequently you're off base. Because <laughs> we don't listen. You know, it's difficult for us to fully listen. And this isn't a, you know, a critique of, of humankind or anything like that. But it is a way to get to a more peaceful solution by listening, by actually listening, actually listening without coming up with like 10 points about why they're wrong, why you're right, why your ego is right, why you should be held up as the person who's correct on everything. Take a step back, open your heart, again, to everyone, including people whose opinions are different than yours. Open your heart, listen to them. It doesn't mean you have to come out agreeing on everything, but listen to them, repeat their argument back. And then when you say what you wanna say, they have to repeat it back to you. And they could be completely off base. You know what I'm saying? Like they could completely have missed the point. And then there, from there, we can come to an agreement of where they understand where you're coming from. And again, we're building those molecular structures of love, of peace, of unity by opening the heart and moving from that place. It's such an interesting thing to think about. It's like none of us know how to talk to each other. None of us know how to listen. And none of us know how to have unbridled, unconditional compassion for every living being. 
And I know this takes time. This isn't an overnight fix by any means. But the world that we're creating, why, why would we want it to be an overnight fix? You know? So think about the energy that you're putting into the world. Think about what you're giving your energy to. Are you giving your energy towards things you are against? Or are you giving things or giving your energy to things that you are for? Movements that you are for. Love that you are for. Redirect your energy. If that if it's going to places that you that you feel are are hatred or dark or whatever it is, move your energy, recalibrate it. Don't add more of the hatred or the confusion, the anger. Don't add more of it. Choose love. Because this is so much more powerful. Like millions of times more powerful when you choose what you are for. Direct all of your energy towards what you are for rather than diluting it for what you're against. Bring all of your energy towards what you are for. And again, I am not saying that this is easy. I'm not. I won't even pretend to say that. (laughs) But as soon as you create that neural pathway, as soon as you open that door, as soon as you open your heart, every single day, it gets a little bit easier. And slowly we start to come back together. Slowly we start to re-embrace each other. We embrace all living beings. (sighs) So take some time, think through this. Think about what it means in your own life. And remember, be so, so easy, so, so gentle with yourself right now and always. We are in the middle of a big eclipse portal. We are in the middle of some big shifts in human consciousness. And the more of us that are aligned with this type of thinking, the better and more easy that this transition will be. So start putting love out. Imagine drowning the world in love. Like just imagine spreading it over the world. And the more of us that do that, the more powerful we could possibly imagine the changes that are coming. And they're going to be good for everyone, for everyone. Okay, so just believe this, have love for it, have love for yourself. And remember, anytime that you feel someone or see someone who is writing something vitriolic that you find offensive, send them love and move on and focus on what you are for. You are for peace. You are for love. You are for unity. You are for healing. Whatever it is, you are for those things. And trust that power. Trust that aliveness that is within you. (sighs) Thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you so much for keeping your heart open. And thank you for trusting. Keep trusting this process. Keep trusting. Keep putting out love. I'm so grateful for you. And I am always here to support anything that you need. Um, if you need more meditations, again, I'm on Inside Time where you can find that link below. And also uh, the safest space. If you need a spot for meditations, yoga nidra, uh, yoga poses, breath work, journal prompts, workshops, we have all of them and we have a community of it. So if you want to join, it's the-safestspace.com. Your first month is free and you can use the code love your body in all caps. Uh, So that is just a free resource that if you need some self-care practices that help you choose love, I am more than happy to supply them for you. So again, thank you for listening. Check out The Safest Space. Check us out on Instagram. And as always, share this with anybody who needs this message, rate, review, and subscribe. I am sending so much love to you. I'm sending so much love to the planet. And I can't wait to see you on the other side. Okay, much love. Mm